Stampede. Garner isn't number 60. Recorded 816 2020. Well, the voting season is upon us. And it's true, I have very strong political views, but I don't choose sides. The fact of the matter is, I don't like most politicians. And that includes the people who have ambitions to lead this country. 
saying they want to take us to a better place. I'm an artist, a predictor of the future, and for a long time now, I don't like the road we're on. I'm in favor of people who have artistic talents. But then again, artists are notorious for being crazy. I mean, having someone like Salvador Dali being president of the United States could be confusing. It's true. Our lives are complex already. And having someone who's famous for dribbling paint on a canvas like Jackson Pollock, might not have all the tools for helping people. I mean, it's important to understand how to plant a seed in the ground to make something grow, something you can harvest and cook so you can have something to eat. And since I've known a lot of artists in my day, I can't say they're the most organized people, but they're creative and might be better than most career politicians. Politicians want to convince you they can get the job done. You know, like that old motto, progress is our most important product. Then again, when I was younger, I used to believe we would be better off if we let scientists run the show. But now I see they might screw things up as well. You know, they're inclined to put everything into a formula. And the next thing that'll happen is you're eating artificially flavored cardboard for breakfast. No, I'm a natural man. If I vote, it would be related to what we've lost. And what is it that we've lost? Well, it's our connection to the natural world. It made us. It's who we are, and it's what we should draw our strength from. Our strength is our relationship to the world we came from, not the present artificial world. If you believe consumerism will cure what ails you, then you've misunderstood the meaning of who you are. And I don't mean this as a theological concept, a belief in God, although there is a component of that in recognizing there's something greater than ourselves. 
It's not some supreme being watching over us, but something we're connected to and what we should participate in. We've allowed ourselves to be isolated from the one thing we're a part of, and we've given it up to live in an artificial world, a world we built divorced from the values that make us strong. We've become weak, tricked into believing all you need is to consume and everything will be all right. You see, we've continued to take from this world without considering the consequences, never concerned about the balance that must exist. If you think you can continue to take without a cost, then you're part of the problem. And consumerism doesn't want you to think that. It says, get it and get it fast because there will always be more. More fish in the sea, more trees from the forests, more birds in the sky. Well, all those things live in balance and consumerism doesn't care about that. Consumerism demands that you get more and that can't work forever. Somewhere, somehow, the lights will go out and you'll probably never know why. You'll just feel you've been deprived of watching your favorite sitcom on TV. And what could be worse than not being able to sit in front of an electronic tube for six hours, sipping something cool from your refrigerator, or maybe getting that pizza delivered so you don't have to worry about cooking something to eat.
there are lots of reasons for why the electricity in this country could be interrupted. We know it periodically occurs with natural disasters. It can also happen when foreign military conflicts pinpoint key areas of production and distribution of electricity for destruction. The electrical grid in America is wide, diverse, and complex. So the total collapse of the system would be the result of a cataclysm, a large-scale natural event not unlike what has taken place in the past with the extinction of a large number of species all at once. Another possibility could be the result from a series of military weapons so powerful they disable our entire electrical system. But then again, another interruption of electricity could be the result from political or social unrest, an intentional shutting down of the system. Now, there are lots of reasons for why that could occur. Let's say the economic system falters. It's difficult to determine when that would happen because our economic system is largely based on trust. And you can be deceived into trusting something for a long time before it turns out to be nothing more than a deception. Take, for example, the attempt to stimulate our economy by flooding it with fiat money. I won't discuss the creation of money, what it is, because that in and of itself is a complex issue. But take a step away from that for a moment. The process of distributing money to everybody to stimulate the economy is based on our consumerist system. And that says, the more you consume, the better things will be. The more the government will receive revenue from taxation. So the government prints more paper money distributing it. So you can go out and spend more. And the government gets back a percentage of what they gave you by taxation.
I hope you can see what I've just described to you. You get fiat money from the government to help stimulate the economy so the government can get revenue. If you look at that with a rational mind, you should see there's something wrong. Our government is in debt, and not just a little debt, over $25 trillion when last I checked, but it's increasing at a rapid rate. And this is at the center of the priorities during this COVID-19 crisis. The U.S. government, including state and local governments, are the largest single employer in this country. When people say small businesses are the backbone of this country, the heart and soul of this economy, you're not being told what is at stake here. It's not concern for the workers on Main Street that are at risk. The government wants private citizens to go back to work and produce so that paychecks can continue to be paid to public workers, the largest single workforce in this country. The motivation to stimulate the economy by issuing money to everyone isn't to save the workers in the private sector, because lots of those people may never be able to return to their jobs. Many have become obsolete. No, the true motivation is for the government at all levels to continue to be paid. Flood the economy with stimulus so that revenue from taxation can continue in order that public workers remain employed. Fund the government by printing fiat money so consumerism can continue to generate revenue supporting the public sector, not the little guy on Main Street, because they're dispensable. Consumerism is nothing more than the new masters, and you're nothing more than the new slaves. Thank <laughs> you.
The will to work is important, especially when this country is leveraged up to its eyeballs. If you don't work, you can't pay for the mortgage on your house, the car payments, the tuition for your kid's education, the food you buy, the health insurance you carry. If people don't work because of the pandemic that is COVID-19, then this country has a major restructuring on its hands. What you're looking at is continued instability, and that instability can lead to things coming to an abrupt end. I know that when living in West Africa in 1970, when instability was reaching into the government, the electricity was shut down for several days. And that may happen here in this country. You expect that everything is going to be all right, but there's real trouble coming. And there are lots of people that sense that. A real stampede is a real possibility. And that's why people have been expressing fear about the future. Don't let anyone try to convince you that everything is all right, because it's not. I won't pick sides in the up-and-coming election in November. I don't like people who loot or destroy property in the name of injustice. And in many ways, that's what has happened. Using a wrong to create another wrong. I don't like that, especially when this country has had over 160,000 people die and more coming from COVID-19, a virus that was probably developed as a weapon. No, this country is in trouble on lots of fronts. And quite frankly, I believe Americans can't see that. We've been deceived so long, we believe the lights are going to stay on no matter what happens. But that's not going to happen. We aren't safe. We're just more dangerous.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Charlie Chaplin singing the nonsense song, a song and dance routine from his movie Modern Times, 1936. It's not widely known. Charlie Chaplin composed music. Surprisingly, he couldn't read music. He was never formally trained and taught himself to play the piano, violin, and cello. He played tunes to trained composers, having them orchestrate what he wanted for his past productions. From the 1950s to his death, he scored music for his silent movies. You then heard two more Chaplin compositions from modern times, The Department Store, and another cut from The Department Store, followed by Harry Manfredini's Cemetery from the movie Friday the 13th, Jason Lives, 1986. Then from the movie Bullet, 1968, Lalo Schifrin's Ice Pick Mike, and then a repeat of Cemetery from Friday the 13th. Then another short cut from Schifrin's Ice Pick Mike. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.